Hey there, welcome to the Mama, Mommy, Mom podcast. I'm your host, Emily Parkins, and I'm so excited to sit down with you today. So let's get started. Hey mamas, I hope you're having a great week so far. Today is Tuesday and I want to chat with you about something that has been very close to my heart. Last week I talked about self-care for moms and most of those things are physical self-care things and not specifically soul care. And I've been doing some reading and uh, listening to some other podcasts lately and this like consistent theme of soul care keeps coming up and I just think that it would be worth sharing with you guys. So self-care in the physical like way that I've been talking about it is like literally taking care of yourself through tried and true like things, which is like showering and keeping up with like your um like a, not like appearance, but like your what's the word I'm looking for? Hygiene. Keeping up with like your hygiene, showering, you know, doing those things that physically make you feel good. But what I've been hearing more and more is that when you're feeling burnt out, it's normally from an emotional standpoint and not from a physical, your body's tired. It's mostly for moms, especially, it's that your brain is emotionally tired and you're burnt out from a mental reason. And then those, that mental burnout causes anxiety and depression and stress to just like go off, like just exasperate basically and just become bigger than it is. So if we're not getting, you know, yes, self-care in the physical sense of needing to make sure that you're physically taking care of yourself and doing things that physically make you feel more relaxed handle stress better so that you are not constantly overwhelmed or overworked. Those are all very important, but I think that, you know, we should start with soul care, which is more spiritual and really taking time to be still and to be um, relaxing and to spend time in scripture and like with your devotion or with books that are inspiring you, um, ways that you can incorporate soul, soul care is really by paying attention to your mind and not so much your physical body. Because I think that, and if you've been through like a marathon or birth, um, and, uh, anything that is like a long game, it's normally a mental thing. Like your body can withstand a lot, but mentally you can tell yourself, I can get through this. I know I can get through this and your body will pick up and continue to go even when it feels like stopping. So I think that like as a mom and we're facing burnout, you know, we're like mentally at our wits end because we're constantly taking care of everybody else and being selfless and, you know, worrying about everybody else's emotional needs and well-being before our own and even our friends. And if your friend came to you and said, 
I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling burnt out. I'm feeling like I can't focus. I'm feeling like I'm snapping more. I feel like I can't like catch up and you just, you know, you can tell that they're at their, the end of their ropes and you would probably say to them like, why don't we go out and grab a bite to eat? Why don't you like, why don't I take your kids so we can, so you can have some time to relax? Um, like, do you need some scripture that you can meditate on and, and think about and, and pray over and it, it, how can I help you so that you can relax? And that's what soul care really is. It's just taking that time to physically sit down and, and rest and relax and rejuvenate your, your, your mind and giving your brain a break so that you can, you know, show up for the next thing. And since that is mental, you need to do things that mentally will bring you rest. And for me, I know that that's, you know, opening my devotional and I opened my devotional yesterday and I opened up another devotional the other day and I was like, wow, this is definitely getting some things out of my brain that have been in my brain, you know, freeing up other space and then like bringing me, you know, peace. It's bringing me contentment. It's bringing me the rest that I need because I'm focusing on the scripture or I'm focusing on the journaling or I'm focusing on the what the devotion is telling me and then it's giving me something to focus on that day and it helps ease your mind. Another um, thing uh, about soul care is if you've ever heard like um, busy hands, busy hands calm a a busy mind or busy hands, quiet mind. That's what it is. Busy hands, quiet mind. So, um, the one like podcast I was listening to was talking about left brain and right brain and how your right brain is the, um, creative side. And, you know, God gave us like our hands to work with and he gave us like all of our five senses. So, if you are feeling burnout and tired from like your left brain and you're thinking and you know work and you're working on a computer all day or you're running around after your kids all day or whatever it is you're doing all day you need a break from those things like from from thinking from problem solving from um anything that's raising your cortisol levels so like your right brain is what can bring you those that peace so anything you can do with your hands whether it's cooking or um, coloring or painting or gardening or being creative in some way, um, going out and, and, and hanging out with your girlfriends, going for a walk in nature, even if it's just a five minute walk outside, you'll come back with that dopamine and that, you know, that feeling that you got a break and a rest and you can feel rejuvenated then. It's just really important to incorporate this into moments of our day so that we're not feeling overwhelmed and burnout and stressed and feeling constantly like we mentally are just at our wit's end. And it's not something that we can't do with kids. Like, you know, your kids need that too. They need the time, like 
to get outside or they need the time to be creative with their hands or they need the time to rest and lay down on the couch and just watch a movie or just sleep or have that cuddle time and read a book. Like those things are all so good for us as moms and for our kids and for our kids to see us moms doing together. And that is that is the soul care part of self-care that um, we really, it, it would be easier for us to incorporate than the self-care of, you know, other things that we're doing for self-care, but soul care you can do with your kids around. You can have moments of prayer during the day where you just say, you know what, we all need to just sit down and pray and we need to breathe through that, the prayer and we that will help us all reset our mind and refocus our ourselves. So I just wanted to introduce that topic to you guys and talk a little bit more about soul care. And I'll do a longer episode on this. Um, the more I, you know, learn about it and then practicing it myself. Um, as I've been very open, I've suffered with anxiety um, the past three years, uh, since having Haley in 2020. And I never had anxiety be, um, like crippling before. And it just became very crippling for me after COVID, after, um, having a baby during COVID and then having another baby, you know, at the end of the pandemic, it, it was very crippling for me. And I'm finally, mostly on the other side of that and re- being able to recognize, you know, panic attacks and, and the symptoms of them and when I'm feeling burnt out and when my body is feeling tired and all of these things so that I can really focus on helping myself through that anxiety and knowing when it's creeping in and knowing that I need to adjust something so that I'm not feeling, you know, anxious all the time. Um, and that is kind of where this soul care comes in. Like, if you're constantly pushing yourself to the end of your rope and you're feeling anxious, then your mind probably needs the rest too. And so does your body. And the only way you're going to get that is by helping yourself. And that's, you know, sitting down with your scripture, asking for help from friends and family, um, and giving yourself what your body needs. And if you're home with your kids as a stay-at-home mom, you can easily incorporate your kids in these in these routines and figure out a way to help them understand what this looks like as an adult and, and as a kid. And then if you're not, and if you're a working mom, um, which I work from home, so I have a lot of time during the day to myself, um, where my kids aren't home, it's about six hours of the day where my kids aren't home. I'm working, but I can take some breaks during the day to help. I'm, I have a creative job, so I really need to make sure that I'm continuing to be creative. And that means I need to take these like creative breaks where I am doing something with my hands, whether it's like making breakfast or lunch or getting outside for a walk or you know grabbing some stuff from the garden, whatever it might be. Um, I do try to add, incorporate those in those things into my day. But if my kids were home, I would just incorporate that into our daily schedule. So um, that's really important too. And um, something I'm focusing on now is really sitting down and um, 
doing my devotionals, doing my journaling and and reading books that help me problem solve in my life without me having to figure it all out on my own. So I think that those things all will really, really help. Another thing I heard was, um, that I think will help you guys is, um, if, if you're feeling anxious, like before bed, if you're feeling anxious at certain points of the day, um, you have like, think back to a soldier or a first responder or anybody that's been through anything traumatic. You don't feel anxious in the moment of the trauma. You're not feeling, a soldier isn't feeling anxious when he's on the battlefield. He's not feeling, a first responder isn't feeling anxious running into a burning building to save a person. Um, a mom isn't feeling anxious when they're in labor. You feel anxious after the fact, after you've had to deal with that stressful emotional situation and you've gone through it physically, your physical emotions aren't being processed until after that trauma happens. So if you're feeling, if you're a new mom and you're feeling anxious and your baby's three months old, healing that trauma from, from birth will really help you move forward. And for my, for me to give you an example, I'm, I had, um, traumatic births with my, well, a traumatic birth with my son. Um, I had a traumatic experience when I was pregnant with Haley and um, where I got a, I had a fish hook stuck in my finger and the other end of the hook was stuck to the carpet. And I was in my basement, home alone. My husband was two hours away. My son was here. He was about two at the time. And um, my phone was nowhere near me. So my, the music was on on my phone. So my husband, my son really couldn't hear what I was saying. Um, it was very traumatic for me. It sounds funny, like, you know, at the now, like thinking back to it, but it still brings up a lot of emotions in me because it was a very traumatic experience. What I was nine months pregnant with Haley, like Haley was born three days after this experience. So I was nine months pregnant with her and there was a fish hook on the ground. I was cleaning our, our, um, like office out. My husband had the fish, his fishing stuff down there. Well, there was a fish hook on the ground. I was like worried that someone was going to step on it. So I tried to get it out of the carpet and like, I'm feeling anxiety talking about this and the anxiety shows up for me in, in like a dizzy, I get dizzy and, um, I get dizzy and like start to see stars. Like that's how anxiety shows up for me. So it's really scary for me because I have a history of passing out. Um, and, uh, so when I get dizzy and start to see stars, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pass out. So it just makes my anxiety so much worse. So anyway, I was trying to get the fish hook off the carpet and it hooked my thumb and then the, it was like a double edged fishing hook. So like it had three prongs on it and the other, like it was a fishing lure. So there was like a hook at the top and a hook at the bottom. The uh, The bottom hook was hooked onto the carpet. So I had to somehow get that. I don't even remember how it happened. I had to get the hook. I had to stay calm. One, because I'm nine months pregnant and there's a fish hook in my finger and I'm stuck to the carpet. I had to get the other side of the hook out of the carpet. So I somehow managed to do that without getting my other thumb caught, which would have really screwed me really bad because then I would have been stuck to the carpet, nine months pregnant 
with my two-year-old home and no cell phone. I would have been stuck to that carpet for three hours. Um, I'm sure my son would have been able to bring me the phone and I would have been fine. Everything would have been fine. It just, it was scary. And I got the hook off the carpet. So it was still in my finger. So that was like the worst part of it. Then I had, I called 911 because I'm home alone, nine months pregnant, just had a traumatic experience. And um, I needed like to get this fishing hook stuck out of my, out, out of my, finger. Well, they come and they're like, there's not really much we can do. Like, we're not really supposed to be working on you. Middle of COVID, mind you, like June 2020. And um, I was like, well, can you just pull it out? So here I am nine months pregnant. And if you've ever had a fishing hook stuck in your finger or your anywhere on your body, it freaking hurts to get it pulled out of your hand. Like hurts like heck. So we're sitting at my kitchen table and um, like I had from the moment I got the hook off the carpet, Liam and I came upstairs. I grabbed my phone. I called my husband. I called 911 after that. And then I had my fingers soaking in water because I thought that will help soften the skin to pull it out. Well, I couldn't pull it out myself. They came. Thank God that the paramedics were like, willing to sit there and do it. And I think at first the guy was like worried. He was definitely worried to hurt me. And I was like, just pull, pull the hook out, just get it out of my finger. So like an hour goes by, we're like screwing around with it. Finally, he pulls it out of my finger. Um, After I like gave him the permission, I'm like, I'm not going to do any, like, I'm not going to do anything. Like I'm not going to press charges on anybody like for anything. Cause technically they couldn't help me. Um, But anyway, I was like, just please get it out of my finger. I'm not going to the hospital, like pregnant in COVID. Heck no, I was trying to stay away from there. Anyway, so they pulled it out and everything was fine. But since that day, I have really had so much anxiety about being home alone, about fish hooks, obviously, because why wouldn't I have anxiety about that? But about something happening to me while I'm home with my kids alone Um, and me not being able to handle it, even though I handled that situation fine. I had to process all of these things going through my brain. What if it hadn't gone fine? What if I was sitting there and it was in so much pain and I was so worked up that I went into labor and I couldn't move and I couldn't call Kyle and he wasn't going to be home until six or seven o'clock that night. It just would have been so much. It, It was so much on my mind. So my point to you is I didn't really feel anxious in that moment. I just felt like get the hook out of my hand. I really felt anxious a few months later when I was alone with the kids at home and I was like nervous about it. So if you're feeling anxious now, think about something maybe that you had been through in the past couple months, weeks, years, whatever it might be that was traumatic that you might need to process. And I would definitely suggest going to see a therapist for that. Um, I would definitely suggest trying to process those emotions so you can get that anxiety under control because a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with this, get on medicine for anxiety and depression and it's really something that they can try and work through without the medicine, but you know they're at their wit's end and they don't know how to help themselves and it's... I'm not judging anybody. There is definitely a place for medicine in this world, but I am always for trying to help anybody that is feeling anxious or depressed by through anything natural that we can do um, to help you. So 
Anyway, I hope this episode was helpful. I thought that this whole idea of soul care and self-care and really focusing on your soul care and your mental care was just really profound and really helped me process some things after I've been reading more about it and learning more about it. And I wanted to bring it to you guys today. So I hope it was helpful for you. And if it was, please feel free to share this episode um, with your friends. Um, and don't forget to follow uh, along on iTunes, on, on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Is iTunes even around anymore? I don't think so. I'm so old. Anyway, follow along on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to mu- wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and connect with me on Instagram at Emily Rose underscore Parkins or on my website. It's just emilyparkins.com. I have tons of good recipes going up there since it's fall and I'm in the mood to cook again. Um, so I have all of that going up. And also, um, stay tuned for some exciting new episodes with some guests I have coming up. I'm just so excited to bring you these guests. Um, I have Nate Feathers. He is a an awesome dude. He is um, the author behind Dads Don't Babysit on Instagram. He's the he has tons of great videos and resources for dads and moms and parents. And I had an awesome conversation with him. And I can't wait to bring you guys that episode. I also have uh, Whitney King. She created the journals I'm going through from Wave of Mind. She is awesome. I have another woman coming on soon who started a um, children's home in Africa. She's really cool. Um, just some really awesome guest speakers coming up. So I can't wait to bring them to you guys and hope this episode was helpful. And as always, um, I will see you guys again soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mama, Mommy, Mom, Motherhood Unfiltered with Emily Parkins. Please take time to review and rate my podcast. I really appreciate that. That really helps me. And please share on your Instagram, Facebook, social media, anywhere that you feel called to share. I really appreciate it. I want to help as many women as I can in their motherhood journey. And the only way I can do that is by your help of helping to spread my episodes and my content to everybody. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you guys next time.